Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, everybody. Hello, Matt. How positively human, not inhuman of you to welcome us all back. Uh, indeed, we've uh, we've been spending the last month previewing the various Marvel TV programs that we uh, that we podcast. But now, finally, we get to return to the mothership ahead of what will happen, Pete, in one week. The return of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, only a week away, and uh, good times upon us. Coming home to home base, as it were. Indeed. Now, Pete, let's let's start with talking about the official synopsis for the season. And you know me. I run spoiler-free. That said, I also, you know, I keep an eye towards the casting news and whatnot. I don't think it's quite spoilery to say, you know, this person is going to be a friend of Coulson's. This person is going to be in opposition, that sort of thing. So, Pete, I thought we could start there because I think we could maybe possibly, possibly get a few clues as to the new season so what do you say pete you want to will you share the synopsis with us absolutely marvel's agents of shield returns for an action-packed third season with director phil colson of course played by the uh, wonderful clark Gregg, and agent daisy johnson chloe bennett leading the charge as S.H.I.E.L.D. searches the world for more powered people in the aftermath of their epic battle with Jiang and her army of Inhumans. However, Coulson and the team soon find out that they are not the only group looking for these new Inhumans. New faces, both friend and foe, will join the series, including the no-nonsense, highly skilled and somewhat mysterious leader, played by Constant Zimmer, of the ATCU, the Advanced Threat Containment Unit. Her intimidating partner, Banks, played by Andrew Howard. Lash, Matthew Willard, plays Lash, a monstrous inhuman whose loyalties remain ambiguous. And a new inhuman, Joey. (laughs) Sounds like... (laughs) Just a little out of left field. You know, that that inhuman Joey, played by uh, Juan Pablo Araba, of course, who is struggling to harness his newfound abilities. Probably because he's a new inhuman. What do you think? This is not the, the tightest written synopsis ever. Okay? Hey, Pete, listen, nobody says, <laughs> oh, I, I want to go to college to get my degree in writing so I can write official synopses for network TV shows. Well, you know what? They should. Among other surprising characters, Coulson, with the help of Daisy and Mac, of course, Mac is played by Henry Simmons, will work to slowly assemble a team that is stronger than ever before, combining the highly skilled agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with powered individuals in the hopes of protecting the innocent in a world where the balance of power is ever shifting and new dangers are constantly emerging. Thanks to fish oil. I added that last little part about fish oil. (laughs) So Pete, I hear that, you know, I read that, I hear you, I hear you read it. And a couple of thoughts there, Pete. First of all, it seems to me like at least in that synopsis, which granted written for marketing purposes, written to get juice for the show, etc. A couple of things seemed missing to me. Uh yeah, very very uh absent, I should say. You're alluding of course, Matt, too. Well, there's no reference to May. There's no reference to Fitz. There's no reference to the shocking, you know, uh, season uh, season conclusion with Simmons. 
Uh, there's no mention of Mockingbird. There's no mention of uh, of Hunter. Now, I grant you a lot of that would be tough to fit in there. And again, I think, you know, an official synopsis, I'm not quite sure who that's written for, but I doubt it's written to, like, make old people return to keep watching the show. But still, I guess here's my first takeaway from that. I have no problem with uh, Daisy, formerly Sky, taking a more prominent role in the show. I mean, that that just makes sense. And the fact that she's gone from kind of the the OGs, maybe we should Wesley Crusher her and get her out of here in the first season to somebody who's so important, that's great. That's a great story arc there. But, I mean, come on, no May, no Fitz, no, not even a mention there. Uh, I know they've been in the in the promotional materials and so forth, so, so I feel good about that. But I just wonder where my favorite characters fit into this season. It definitely grabs attention, but as we had the uh, the poster, if you will, for uh, this season premiere next week, uh, drop last week with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten characters present there. Okay, the largest uh, regular cast to this point uh, in the series. I really wouldn't be worried. Um, you know, there's, there's some returnees from season two that, that get their shout out and, and who don't, uh, nowhere in there, uh, you know, you mentioned, um, Hunter and, and, uh, you know, mocking, mockingbird wards not mentioned, uh, our other inhuman pal, uh, not mentioned. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's some omission, but I don't think it's uh, at the cost of any, uh, you know, anxiety just yet. That's that that sense of calm that you've now given to me kind of, you know, settling into my into my tummy. I, I can't <laughs> help but feel excited now that I feel calm. I can feel excited. I really like how this show has changed so much. Um, now, sometimes for a show that can be a slam, but, you know, the, the original concept of this show, I suspect, if you had to do an elevator pitch, it was, you know, Marvel's The X-Files. Um, it then became this, you know, show that was looking at the after effects of Cap 2 and kind of uh, the nature of government to a certain degree insofar as, uh, you know, this is, this is still an action-adventure show. Um, much more taut and dark storyline last year. Now we're at a point where, you know, if they can get another three years out of this show, Pete, um, this is setting up films, plural, for down the line. So I I like how there's this flexibility to it. And as we head into the September 29th premiere of season three titled Laws of Nature, that's really going to be the trajectory across all of Marvel television right now. Everything is heading towards the big Captain America three civil war movie in early May of 2016. And all of these shows are part of that plan. And that's really exciting to hear. And also the notion that there is no, there's no illusion that the X-Men films, the 20th century Fox is doing are, completely profitable and in good shape there i know that we have quibbles with the quality of some of them or maybe the continuity from x-men first class to uh to days of future past and whatnot but you know to 
to separate the financial health of X-Men from the story health is an important one. Financially, there's no way anytime soon that you could even you could even imagine that there was a discussion where uh, the X-Men in any way would be coming home to Marvel films. There's just no there's no reason why, because they're they're that financially stable. Um, maybe it's a bit pie in the sky with Fantastic Four stuff, but even then, you know, you say, okay, well, the, now the Fantastic Four movies is a notorious flop. Well, if, if you make them as team members in an upcoming X-Men film, whoever, whatever, so be it. That being the case, Inhumans, as they are slowly being introduced in this show, they are the future in a lot of ways to get that kind of sense into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And frankly, to start populating the Marvel Cinematic Universe with some some let's say c-level characters who can be be elevated to b-level when the b-level characters start to swap out you know some of the tippity top characters as we've said many times before robert downey jr is not going to play tony stark for the next 50 years you know so on and so forth at a certain point a major actor is going to leave and they're in a situation where oh chris evans wants to chris evans wants to leave now we're going to promote uh, Falcon, or now we're going to do this. There's, they have these contingencies in place, but kind of the uh, the farm system is populated by future and humans, and <laughs> that's a heck of a lot of weight on this show. Matt, you're saying that the uh, Lash character couldn't hold down his own summer tentpole movie? Is that what you're saying? I think that down the line, you might have a, a, a show where where Quake, or maybe not a show, but you might have a, a movie rather where you know um, Quake and Lash and a couple others, etc. You know, are are. Um, I mean, maybe it's not some two hundred million dollar budgeted movie, but you want to you want to crank out a, a, an Inhumans movie that I think it's twenty nineteen is when that movie is coming out. Yes. You want to crank one out for. $100 million, spend another $20 million after the fact on the 3D conversion, 120 total. You're probably making that back domestically. Uh, international gross will be gravy. Um, Pete, it was just this past week that the um, the mildly underperforming Ant-Man, you know, the movie in the shadow of the number two movie of the year in terms of Age of Ultron and so on and so forth, that kind of opened at 60 million and we really enjoyed it, but it's not some kind of, you know, it's not Iron Man. It's not Iron Man three in terms of box office. Right. It just passed $400 million for the, uh, or, or for total box office. And it just made its way into the top 10 for us box office for the year. So, you know, if that's the route you're going to take with an inhumans movie with less expensive, um, talent, you know, again, it's this season where that's being started. Yeah. And, you know, purposefully what I'm looking forward to is when uh, Lash meets up with um, the iSpy girl so we can have eyelash. Wow. Hey, you know what, Pete? Pete, are you officially committing here one week out that you you are an eyelasher? That you, you ship eyelash? <laughs> oh, I, I ship eyelash like it's nobody's business. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. But in all seriousness, in terms of what this means to the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe, it means that um, the price comes down when um, Fox comes around peddling some Fantastic Four and eventually some X-Men because 
everything I'm hearing out of that third first class generation movie is that uh, much like Black Widow said in Age of Ultron, all things come to an end and that's going to be sewn up. And by the time they're aging out uh, Robert Downey Jr. and possibly some of the other talent, you're going to have all these other characters potentially up for grabs. And Marvel is super smart in terms of having this as their game plan right now. But as we know, that can, of course, change. And it's just shrewd. It's just good business, Matt. It's just good business. Well, Pete, something else that has been good business uh, in the past for at least the movies is to really be pushing the crossovers, whether it's Nick Fury, whether it's the little cameos, obviously supporting these, you know, the, the larger Avenger movies and whatnot. Will we see in uh, in season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. something that there wasn't much of last season, which is these tie-ins? Pete, listeners to uh, our our growing Jessica Jones podcast know I I just have this pet theory that it is so logical for her to launch on Shield before the November twentieth uh, debut of that show. Will we see that? Will we see more? They remain committed to the movie tie-ins, the TV tie-ins, not so much. It's been tenuous. We've talked before how you know Clark Gregg was involved. Uh, at least tacitly with some of the shooting in Daredevil and it wound up on the cutting room floor. So it remains to be seen, Matt, until um, I see all of Jessica Jones, whether she's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm sticking my flag into the, the territory now that, uh, I mean, I have to look at the calendar here, but some one of those Tuesdays in November on Agents of Shield, let's see, let's see. The twentieth is right before Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go so far as to guess, Pete, that even if it's just a teaser act of or or a uh, like a montage of, you know, trying to catch catching humans or interview them or whatever, kind of a la X Men First Class. But I'm gonna say Tuesday, November tenth, Tuesday, November seventeenth, we see Jessica Jones somehow, even if it's just a little bit to kind of give you that, give you that. Um, that uh, you know, Crusher Creel versus Murdoch kind of thing, where oh, is that the girl from uh, the B in Apartment Twenty Three? Oh, whatever. Even if you're not kind of you know jazzed for Jessica Jones, I'm Tanya, she's gonna show up. Well, all I know is that IMDb.com has uh, holding dates for all twenty-two episodes of Shield, and this has to be. Uh, a misprint we know of course that website can be extraordinarily unreliable but has the season running straight through um <laughs> until uh <clears throat> the 22nd episode will air on uh, february 23rd and we all know that's not going to happen so there's I mean, room for surprises matt and that's not even that's not even logical conjecture on our part that is announced from the studio, you know, from the network, Shield, Carter, Shield. I mean, that's just announced. The, the particulars of is it ten episodes now, then two off for the holidays, and then Carter. And the particulars are being worked out. But Shield, Carter, Shield with Carter in the middle. The, uh, you're right. IMDb. IMDb is like a giant warehouse. Yes. <laughs> and at the edges. I mean, Pete. The, 
there's an Ark of the Covenant there that that's just been sitting in a box for like 60 years. That's how disorganized IMDb can be sometimes. The idea that the 13th and 14th episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for season three would air on Tuesday, December 22nd, and then <laughs> Tuesday, December 29th, <laughs> that it's, yeah, beyond baloney. Well, Pete, I'll tell you what is not baloney is that Marvel Television will be having a huge presence at New York Comic Con. Yes. We are going to be there. Will we see you there? That's the you to the audience, Pete. I would hope I see you personally there since we, we tend to go up together. Listen, uh, you know I'll be there. Uh, I know you will be there, particularly since I usually drive. <laughs> uh, and you'll uh, you'll ride with me. But... Um, I know tickets are running thin, but there are some still available. And the big days for uh, Marvel TV, the the sweet spots, if you will, Friday and Saturday night. You know, they're going to do Agents of Prime Time. They're going to do Shield and what has become a tradition debut and episode uh, a couple days before it airs on Tuesday uh, on Friday night. Marvel head of TV, Jeff Loeb, will be there again, as he has been for the last uh, two years. And uh, whatever surprises come with that. Um, what surprises have we gotten in the past? Well, you know, we got uh, Fitzsimmons the first season. We got Ian DeCagaster and uh, Elizabeth Henstridge that first season when, you know, they were relatively unknown. And then last year, we only got, you know, the patron saint of New York Comic Con in uh, Phil Coulson in uh, you know Clark Gregg to uh, to pop out there. Who knows who could show up this year? Particularly as expansive as this cast has uh, become, that they get somebody on the uh, the Learjet out for a night or two, or for any kind of uh, shooting in Daredevil season two that might be uh, going on, and then um, the. Well, part of the the first night will be Agent Carter as well. And last year we were treated to, uh, you know, basically a a scene and a little bit more uh, with that, that uh, Jeff Loeb um, erroneously uh, told us had been uh, filmed earlier that week, which hadn't happened. It had happened longer than that. And then uh, Saturday night is going to be the Marvel Netflix shows. Um, it'll be the first public appearance of the Jessica Jones cast, which will be a big deal. Same spot last year was Daredevil, their entire cast appearing publicly for the first time. So that's definitely something to not miss. And then there's going to be an update on Daredevil. What that constitutes? Well, I think that they're getting close to finishing up filming. They should be uh, really close by uh, the time that that happens in two weeks. I think uh, there's a lot of possibilities that could uh, come with that. Absolutely, it's going to be it's going to be a ton of fun as it always is. Uh, we are tentatively going to be there, not just the Friday and the Saturday, but also the Thursday as well. So, if you, dear listener, are going, certainly reach out. Probably Twitter is the best uh, best way. Reach out. Maybe we could. Uh, Set up a little time to get together, say hi, give you give you a uh, an Agents of Shield button, and uh, you know it's always always good running into listeners there. It's some of some of our most cherished memories are meeting meeting uh, some of the uh, the the fellow Marvel fans at NYCC. So uh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if that luck continues this year. Matt and I say it all the time. Fantastic Geek has the best listeners, and you consistently. Uh, prove us right in that 
Absolutely. Well, that Pete, I guess that's just a natural transition. What is, of course, what's the great reward then that people can have interacting on Twitter? What what's the, what's the what's the paramount of that experience? The Acme and the Zenith. I'm not quite sure what you're alluding to there. Pete, that would be how people can talk to you on the Twitter. How can they do so? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 6,327 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast in a variety of ways as this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season is about to kick off. We are Fantastic Geek. That's Fantastic with a PH. You can see us under that name under the uh, at the dot com, the Gmail, and uh, perhaps most immediately the Twitter. But wait, Pete, there's more. There is Facebook.com forward slash Fantastic Geek. Again, with the PH, all one word. Get on there today, like us, and you won't regret that you did. Well, that Pete, we again, uh, you know, we'll be live tweeting Agents of Shield when it starts next week, uh, and then of course the uh, the weekly podcasts usually up by uh, by Wednesday morning, if not uh, if not the overnight. And uh, totally excited to strap in for another twenty two episodes. Should be uh, should be even more fun than last season. It's a show that grows and grows each season, so can't wait like that pete i will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final preseason word let's get it new york comic con